Welcome, my charismatic congregation. This is Reverend Alonzo, and we are gathered here today to take a gander at the good book, the word of the Lord, the gospel, the sacred scriptures. Call it what you will, my cheerful churchgoers. I can feel your faith as it flows through every inch of your being, brothers and sisters. Can I get a hallelujah? Praise God. Can I get an amen? Knock it off, Alberto. That's blasphemous. Oops. My bad, Mom. Join us as we find out all about the Bible on this week's episode of F-Y-I. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Welcome to this, another exciting edition of FYI, and today is a very special show, extremely special. It doesn't get more special than this. Folks, we've got an amazing guest with me from the other side of the pond. Please welcome the one and only, my mom, Linda Alonzo. What's up, mom? Hi, Alberto. Welcome. I, I should say welcome back. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, I've got to say, i got to pass on the feedback that I get. And every time you've been on it, whether we were talking about family or mental health, right? Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was a hit. You knocked it out of the park. So congratulations. Thank you. And there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to do the same thing again today. Why? Because I know you and I know that this is something you're passionate about. That's correct. First, I guess let's start where we always start. I mean, you're my mom. I know a lot about you. But let's say I didn't know you, which maybe some of our listeners in Argentina or even in Spain don't know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm um, Alberto's mom and also mom to my daughter, Natalia. Shout out to Natalia. What up? (laughs) Although I'm a senior citizen, I still work. Uh, I work for a hospital. And I work with people who have mental illness and addiction as um, as a counselor with them. So I enjoy my job and um, would like to keep working as long as I can. So that, that's where most of my days are, going to work and then free time being with family and friends. Yeah, well, that's what I was I said, forget the work stuff. Uh, no one, <laughs> okay, you're a social worker, you help people. I think it's very honorable. But what do you like to do? I mean, I know this. Again, what do you? What kind of person are you? What do you do in your spare time? You just started getting into that. so. Well, in, in my spare time, I don't live too far away from uh, Manhattan, and I enjoy going to Broadway shows. So I've seen a number of Broadway shows. Um, most of them I like. Some of them I'm 
why did they ever make that into a show? <laughs> so I enjoy doing that. I enjoy... Um, so we could say you're a theater goer. Yes, I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are a theater goer, which is interesting because we can link that with today's show. Mm-hmm. A church goer mm-hmm. is somebody who goes to church. Mm-hmm. A festival goer is obviously somebody who goes to... A festival. There right. you go. See, right. English isn't that difficult, Not is at it? all. <laughs> and so you're a show goer, a Broadway goer, mm-hmm. but you're also a church goer. You go to church every Sunday. Tell us a little bit about your faith. I know you have a relationship with God. You're what is called a born-again Christian. Yes. A number of years ago, over 40 years ago, Alberta was a baby. I really had the realization that I couldn't save myself. Uh, Nothing I could do would make me acceptable to God. And I came to the realization that only by trusting in Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God in my belief, that um, my sins could be forgiven. So I made that declaration of faith many, many years ago, and um, at that time was going to a small church in my town, and was very active in those days as a Sunday school teacher, all the activities, and really have been um, the people in my current church I consider part of my church family. I have my biological family, like Alberto, and then I have my church family, people that I see on a regular basis. And in the end, it's a support. I mean, you're all supporting each other. We support it's, each uh, other, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a kind of family as well, you know, that you choose. That you fact. choose. One of the ministries that, we have, that I'm part of at my current church is we visit a AIDS nursing home. And oh, wow. this is a nursing home in a town maybe about a half an hour from the church where the residents can be all ages, but they have AIDS. And uh, many of them contracted AIDS through uh, needles and um, never took care of themselves. So we go there on a weekly basis. We do a Bible study. We visit, Mm -hmm. we develop relationships, and um, I look forward to doing that every Thursday night. Yeah, you're definitely a a Christian woman. I mean, you you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk, Mm -hmm. as they say. And your faith has changed. I mean, you've always had your faith in God because grandma and grandpa Mm -hmm. were Catholic. You, however, are not Catholic. So first, I want to talk about how you went from Catholic to what you are now. Mm Mm-hmm. You, what is your denomination now? Well, I'm not. The church I go to is Hawthorne Gospel Church. It's a large church. They have a school from kindergarten to high school, but it's not part of any particular Protestant denomination. So we're really an independent, you could say Bible-believing church. Interdenominational, maybe? Um, All people are welcome? Everyone is welcome. And it's a great thing to see people of different uh, ethnic groups and nationalities come to worship together. All walks of life. All walks of life, yes. Sure, with one thing in common, with their love thing, for... With, with their faith in common, yes. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to backtrack for a minute here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lord, the Father, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Are, is there three people? When you say, well, I, I love God, uh, the Christians, Father... Um, Christians believe in the Trinity, mm-hmm. which is God the Father. God the Son, Jesus Christ, who um, believe we believe that came down to earth as a baby, right? Being born in Bethlehem, lived a perfect life, and then was crucified and died on the cross. And then God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. And That's that around was, Easter? Uh, no, no, Pentecost oh, okay. was the beginning of the church. Oh, gotcha. Got, okay. um, and uh, people heard people speaking in different languages. And that's how the church began. 
with many of the apostles, just simple men, fishermen, tax collectors, right. ordinary people who spread the word that Jesus came as Messiah. So the church has been around, obviously, about 2,000 years. Wow. So let's. I want to go back now to the different denominations. Is that what they're called? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, in Spain, there's one that trumps them all. That's Catholicism. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in in Italy as well. In many European in countries. In many Western right? um, and also in the United States, there are many people who are Catholic believers. Mm-hmm. Um, their views are somewhat different than mine, but yeah, there well, are some a, things that we do have in common. Because that, that's um, uh, again, your original faith was Catholic. Now you've switched. What what it would be the, one of the reasons you switched, or mm, you know, some of the differences as you were about to highlight. Well, again, I haven't been Catholic for many years, so. Um, but I, I, as I understand it, uh, in the Catholic faith, you are saved by doing the sacraments, by doing things, you know, getting baptized, confirmation, uh, communion, confirmation, and all of that. And in the evangelical Christian faith, although it is um, said to get baptized, right, it is important to be baptized in the Bible, the baptism comes after the person believes. So if you check the baptisms in the Bible, it's after the person believed and then was baptized. And in my faith, we don't believe baptism saves anybody. Uh, It's a profession, an outward profession of their faith in Jesus as Savior. So the two ordinances that we have, Mm -hmm. we do have baptism, but no infant baptism. Okay. And we have in our church, as some churches have, like a a big tub, a big pool (laughs) that the minister goes... A jacuzzi, right? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of that size, yeah. The the minister goes in and um, with the person being baptized and asks them about their faith and then baptizes them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So they make a conscious... They make a, con- they make a, a conscious decision, but in... To in accept my, Jesus to as expe- their Savior. That they've done it already. So this is like the they've made the decision maybe a month before, two months before, whatever. This is the confirmation of the decision. And this is the, the confirmation gotcha. before the congregation. So in the end, it's it's the same. It's just a different way of going about it, but there are different, uh, you know, steps that one takes to get closer to God. Well, yeah, it's it's a, like you wouldn't find like infant baptism. Now, in some Protestant churches, um, babies are baptized. So it's it's so different. Right. The other difference is the communion. In my particular church, we have the Lord's Supper. It's called on the first Sunday of the month. And um, the passage is read, read from the Bible about, you know, the Last Supper when Jesus said, this is my body, this is my blood, do this in remembrance of me. But in my church, it's actually a little piece of um, uh, matzah bread. It's like a cracker. <laughs> a little yeah. part of a cracker and a little tiny, tiny cup of grape juice. And we don't believe that it's the actual body and blood of Jesus Christ. It's a in, representation. A representation. In the Catholic faith, as as far as I remember and I have read, there's the belief that there is the actual body and blood of Jesus. So there are some differences. And then we didn't even talk about Orthodox or Protestant. I mean, what are some of the differences? Well, there's so many different Protestant denominations. Um, so um, Martin Luther, many, many years ago, he was uh, a monk. And he was trying to, I guess, get close to God. And then it kind of hit him one day that a person is saved by grace, which is like unmerited favor. And really, he started the so-called Protestant uh, Reformation. And from there, many, many (laughs) Protestant churches have uh, 
began and continue to this day. And they've sprouted up. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, interesting, interesting. And I imagine just like each religion has their own thing, each person has their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, too. So Mm -hmm. even if you go to the same church, your relationship might be different than Joanne's or whoever's. Well, you have people in a large uh, service, you know, you might have people walking in there who that weekend made a decision that, hey, you know, they want to accept the Lord to be in their heart. And you might have sitting next to somebody who has been a believer for 20 years. Right. So that's the difference. And all different age groups, as I said. And the way people meet, you know, the way God comes into their lives, some Mm -hmm. through their parents, Mm -hmm. some maybe they go down the wrong path in life Mm -hmm. and then they, you know, they decide to turn their life around Mm -hmm. through faith. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's, again, the belief is the Holy Spirit, which is a God, the, the Trinity, God, calls people and puts circumstances in their life for them to realize that, you know, they're up a creek without a paddle. (laughs) Great expression. You should be an English teacher. If you ever get out of the social work business. No, I think I'm a little too old to to change careers at my age, Albertucci. Well, hey, you're never. And listen, my mom, you guys just heard her nickname for me since uh, her family, Sicilian and Napolitan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Albertuccio, but the, the O, they, they don't my, say it. My grandmother, my father's name was Alberto. So she called my father Albertuccio. So that's the nickname I gave to him. So it was passed down to me. There you go, folks. We're revealing deep biblical... Oh, no, well, this has nothing to do with the Bible. Let's talk a bit about the Bible right now. Okay. Bible 101. Okay. Bible basics. The brass tacks. Tell us about it. Well, in the Protestant Bible, again, Catholic Bibles are a bit different. Uh, There are 66 books. There are 39 books in what they call the Old Testament. The Old Testament was written before Jesus came to be born in Bethlehem and really talks about the, the coming of the Messiah one day. There are many, many scriptures. Is the that, coming or the second coming? No, no, the oh, first coming. Oh, There's the okay. second coming too. There, the Bible talks about the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, and Jesus naturally was born in Bethlehem, that he would be um, ratted out by a friend. That was Judas Iscariot. Somebody was going to betray him. That he would be, you know... Um, betrayed with first 30 pieces of silver, specifically in the Old Testament, and then that actually happened. So there were prophecies. Uh, sir, oh, yeah. There, there, there are over 334, I believe, prophecies just about Jesus Christ that have been fulfilled so far. Mom, you really know your stuff. Thank you, Google. <laughs> now, King James Bible, talk, talk to, I mean, the well, Gideon's again, Bible. The, the first um, Bible that was printed, printed, printed was by Gutenberg. Yeah, I remember hearing that. And that was that. the right. printing press. And before that, imagine it had to be copied by hand. <laughs> right. Um, transcribed. And transcribed by hand. Imagine the painstaking process of writing it by hand. But with the printing press... Gutenberg was able to print the Bible. And um, to this day, it is the number one best-selling book in the world. That's amazing. I mean, Mm because there are so many books out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Classics, Don Quixote, you know, let's stay in right here in Spain, Don Quixote de la Mancha. Right, right. But the Bible still takes the top spot. That is just such a powerful thing. And I'm just looking here. Uh, Gutenberg uh, printed it first in 1454. So that's quite a long time. Right now, there are about 
2018, over 2,000 translations of the Bible. It was written, again, from the Old Testament from about 1450 B.C., that was before Christ, up until about 100 A.D., and that was after Christ, and written over many, many different places. Most of the New Testament was written by the Apostle Paul. Uh, Moses wrote a number of books of the Old Testament. It's interesting, because in Spanish, do you know how they pronounce Moses? No, actually, I don't. Moises. Moises? Uh-huh. Oh. And Noah and the Ark? Uh-huh. Noe. Oh, I didn't know that. So you might be talking to somebody about a, you know the same person and not know it. I, I wouldn't have known that. Because obviously the Bible is a universal thing these mm-hmm. days. You know, mm-hmm. it's been translated into every language, correct? Well, there's still, um, there's a group called Wycliffe Bible Translators, and they are still going. They're still, believe it or not, in the 21st century, remote parts of the world that have distinct languages that are not even written yet. And these people go there and learn the language and... Uh, translate part of the Bible. So yeah, it's still being translated today in very um, limited languages that without that people would not have it. It's amazing. Sure, sure. I mean, it's crazy too, because I think everybody in the, you know their bookshelf, they've got a Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have a, a dictionary and a Bible. Those are like two, you know. But sadly, many people don't read it. They don't feel it's re- relevant for today. So that that's the sad part. But it, it, it is. It again, even just looking at, I think, I think that was part of what led me. The Bible prophecies about Jesus and then the Bible prophecies about his second coming sometime in the future. Those are the ones that have not yet been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's incredible. No, it's I mean, obviously, people have dedicated their lives, whether mm-hmm. they're religious or not, to studying, mm-hmm. you know, the these works. Right, right. And they were written. They were Stories, now let me get this straight. God spoke to directly to Matt and, and you know, the how did that work? How did well, they pass again, the Well, again, it was written across so many years, different people. Mm-hmm. And again, if you, like when you wrote your books, right? You had your thoughts, you organized your thoughts, you put it there. They came from you. But the Bible was inspired by God himself. And so kind of it was almost like dictated. Right. Gotcha. (laughs) You know, um, and the words were write this basically as a as a boss is dictating to his secretary. Right. Well, like scribes. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 So and and again, the the fantastic part about it is the prophecies that were written so many years ago that they could have never known came to pass already. And that, to me, when you read something that was written 700 years before Jesus died on the cross, and it describes Jesus dying on the cross, that blows my mind. Sure, sure. I mean, it can't be. There can't be too, that many coincidences. No, no, no. You know? too specific. Absolutely. So, in other words, for the Bible, mm-hmm. the good book. Yes. Mm-hmm. The good book, the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. the word, mm-hmm. the gospel, mm-hmm. also the scriptures. The scriptures, yeah. It's interesting. It's got several names there as well. Well, the gospel is a little bit different. The gospel would be within the Bible, right? The, oh, the gospel, is that like the Psalms? And, well, no, no, the gospel would be, and it's my favorite Bible verse, which is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
That is one of the most popular that ones. That is probably as well. the most popular. Because it yes. sums up everything. It, Trust that, me. So that you know, little John 3.16 is the gospel. Those are the words of wisdom there. That, yes. Uh, interesting. Very, very interesting stuff. Because again, even people who are not religious are familiar with the Bible, its text, the, the disciples. Before you were talking about the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And in the bonus part, we're going to talk about the Bible in pop culture. I mean, mm-hmm. look at how many works of art just walk around the Vatican. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, anywhere, anywhere in you museum. go, Rome, it's, it's obviously mm-hmm. inspired so many movies as well, movies that are now, you know, legendary status. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in the bonus part. And since God is a generous God and you're a generous mom, okay, what do you say if we make the bonus episode available to everyone for free this week. I think that's a great idea, Alberto. Wonderful. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, though. We've got to give a shout out to all my patrons, including my mom, who was one of my patrons as well. So a shout out to all of you who are in my curious community. Thank you so much. There's over 160 of us, and we're growing every day. So join us if you haven't. Just go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. It's totally worth it. You get extra content every week. You can get a bonus episode, PDFs, and even classes with me. There's so much, and it's such a great deal. Again, it's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And I'd like to get you to give me a hand over here, Mom. Okay. Because right now is when I send a shout-out to all my patrons, especially my super-duper students. And here's where you're going to have to read these names. You you don't have to say their last names, just the first name. Okay. Shout-out to Marta, Javier, Paco, Roberto, Maya, Mia? Mila. Oh, Mila, sorry. And my interstellar students, Carmen, Catalina, Isabel, Paco, David, Jose Maria, and I can't see that far, Patricio, and Edgar. There you go. (laughs) A special shout out to all of you. Keep up the great work. And if you want to join my curious community and learn English with us every week while we laugh... Go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And mom, we're going to give them in the bonus part. I didn't tell you this. There's a surprise for everybody here. Some of the outtakes when we were working on our intro. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey, I figured it would be fun. (laughs) So you'll be able to hear the outtakes. Hey, it doesn't always come out perfectly. I got to say a nice round of applause for my mom. Thank you. She's doing a wonderful job. Thank you. All right, so let's take a look at the intro. Speaking of, Mm -hmm. I started out by saying, welcome my charismatic congregation. Only I didn't use my own voice. Mm -hmm. I used what you would say would would be a a black man's voice. The the voice he used sounded like a black and African-American preacher from the South. Oh, thank you. Well, that's what I was going for. And Alberto is not a preacher, and he's not African-American, and he's not from the South. But I like doing accents. He does accents very well. So now I'm racist? Is that what no, you're telling no, me? No. <laughs> because I make fun of preachers. I mean, it's it's a stereotype for a reason. Don't shoot the messenger, right? So I said, welcome my charismatic congregation. This is Reverend Alonzo, and we are gathered here to take a gander at the good book, the, the word of the Lord, the gospel, the sacred scriptures. 
Mom, tell them about the first imitation I ever did in my life. When Alberto was a toddler, he pretended he was John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, as you may know, was Jesus's cousin when he was a man told about the foretelling of the Messiah and that people had to repent. So Alberto, I wish I could have recorded it. There were no cell phones back in those days. But he would go around to tell people to repent. And it really looked adorable of a little three or four-year-old, maybe Lyra's age, going around telling people to repent. But I was screaming it. But like he, was imitating. he was screaming it. Yeah. But so. I, th- I think it was because I saw those, those TV preachers. It could be. And I was just imitating. They were like, the Lord said, God will go forth. You've always been a mimic. So I think probably from that. But yeah, he used to pretend he was John the Baptist. But don't you think that's important in languages, being able to imitate? You've got to be able to imitate and and, um, understand what the person is saying. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we already talked about the word faith Mm -hmm. before. Also, I said the word praise God. It's a good word, praise. We also use the adjective praiseworthy. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a good example. My mother's doing a praiseworthy job. You're doing a great job, Mom. Mm -hmm. Very praiseworthy. Also, how do you pronounce it? Hallelujah. 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 I've heard it without the H. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I can't say it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This one, the next one, amen or amen? Well, both would be correct. I I say amen. I I say tomato. You say tomato. 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 Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) I say either. You say either. I say neither. I say neither. Either. Either. Neither. Neither. Let's call the whole thing off. There you go, folks. A little impromptu. (laughs) That's a shout out to Grandpa, by the way. A man who is a God-fearing man, as we say. (laughs) Who who would break out into song all the time. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And speaking of, I want to stop now and look at that too as well. What about saying grace? Because praying is something you do in church, but saying grace is specifically when you eat, correct? Uh, You say grace usually before a meal. It's not a specific prayer in, I guess, the evangelical Christian church. It's usually thanking the people or person who prepared the meal, blessing the conversation around the table, people Mm -hmm. who are going to be partaking the meal. And then blessing the food, the nourishment, right, that the food gives us for our bodies. So those are usually the the three things about the grace before the meal. Now, what would be an example, the simplest one, like, our Father, thank you for these foods. Well, this food a, a where, simple uh, grace. One, be- well, just to teach it as an English. Uh, okay. You know. Thank you, uh, Father, for the, the person who has prepared this meal. We ask that you bless it to our bodies and our nourishment. We bless this time around the table. Bless our conversations and give us um, a good afternoon around this meal. And I ask this in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen or amen, as we say. Well, I say amen. (laughs) (laughs) Both are correct. That's right. That's right. So that's grace. And then we've got other prayers. We got the Our Father. Who art in heaven? Well, that's again. There's the prayer. I there's the prayer. It was that was like the format that God gave us to pray. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't really pray a specific for prayer. It's more 
you're praying based to, on the situation. Yes, the yeah. people. Mm-hmm. You're not or, like it's in in the evangelical church. It's not saying pre-written prayers. Mm-hmm. It's using a prayer like uh, praying for somebody who's sick. Often, if I'm praying for somebody sick, I pray for wisdom for the doctors and the nurses taking care of that person, mm-hmm. uh, that they get the right medications to help them. Praying for help for the family. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And what about blasphemous, which we'll hear in the in the bonus part. That was a tough one to say. That was a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemous. Well, you can say blasphemy is the noun, and right, blasphemous right. is the, the a lot, adjective. A lot of syllables there. <laughs> <laughs> I made her do a couple different takes, and she was like, but, but the funniest part in the outtakes is you got my name wrong. <laughs> I'm your son. That's the easiest part. I didn't remember that. You said, I said, oh my God, do it again. Do it again. I have to say I'm a demanding producer. Yes, he is. But I'm, I want on, the best. I'm on vacation and here I am working. I put her to work, guys, but it's all for a good cause over here as we're having fun with my mom talking about the good book. Well, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back in our bonus episode, which if you guys are listening right now, this is coming out on a Friday. Well, it'll be available the following day. That's Saturday. So just wait for it and you'll be able to get it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And in the bonus part, we're going to take a look at the Bible in pop culture. We're also going to look at those televangelists that are very American, I must say. It's an American institution. We'll also take a look at some controversies. We'll look at some things that detractors say about the Bible. The biggest bad guys. Mm -hmm. Some of my mom's favorite hymns, which are songs. The Ten Commandments and so much more. So I think you guys are definitely going to want to join us in the bonus episode. Now, Mom, I need your help again. Okay. Can you say, and I want you to imitate me since we're talking about imitation here. Okay. I want you to imitate me in that radio voice I put on and say, join us in the bonus episode of today's FYI. Join us in the bonus episode. Episode. Of, Take two. <laughs> join us in the bonus episode of today's F Y I.